Hi everyone, this is Todd Fields with the Worship Circle Podcast, and this is episode number 50. If you've been counting, if you haven't been counting, that's okay. We're just glad to have you along for this episode. We are a ministry to worship leaders, and we do online small group for six-month terms, and life change happens in small group, and life change happens when we are known and loved and cared for. Because many of us, if you're in professional ministry and your job is to be a professional Christian. If you're like me, you can start counting things and gauging your success by numbers and all these crazy things that although they're important, they're not as important as your own heart and your own soul. And if we're not careful, we can be doing so much for God that we miss knowing him and we miss being loved by him. And that can only happen when we slow down and pause. We have an opportunity for you to slow down and pause coming up about a week from now on August 26th. 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, online, we're having our summit. Now, it's it's this is an awesome time to taste Worship Circle, and I want to invite you to take the jump, take the risk, sign up for it right now, worshipcircle.com forward slash summit. Especially if you're a guy, most of our girls groups are full, but we have some room, a few sp- spots left in each of our guy mentors groups, Paul Balash, Travis Green, Matt Marr, myself, and Charlie Hall, and you can choose one of one of us and jump in. We c- cannot wait to see you. If you're a female and they're all full up, we have a brand new mentor to announce, and it's for you ladies who speak Spanish, or maybe you have a friend who speaks Spanish. We've never done this before, but we're excited and feel God's leading in this. Christine DeClario is jumping in, and Christine is going to be leading a women's Spanish-only small group, and we cannot wait to see what God does just by our ability and God's ability to reach so many people in different places around the world to connect them, to let them know that they, too, are loved and not alone, and they're connected to leaders just like themselves in different places all around the world. So sign up for that now. It's going to, the window will close. It'll fill up soon. Worshipcircle.com forward slash summit. We do not want you to miss that. We also have a term coming up in October and you need to get on the list for that. Apply at worshipcircle.com forward slash program. You can find out more about that. Well, we're coming toward the end of summer. School has started for my kids and for most of us who are listening and it's online and it's just kind of a, it's kind of a new thing. My, um, our third son, Connor is starting his senior year. He's online and it's just, I know there's so many parents that are struggling right now because kids are at home and especially those of you who have younger kids, it's just a harder thing right now. Um, we so want them to be able to have those tactile relationships and, be in physical space with people, but for right now, things are the way they are. So we're just asking for God's leading, His mercy, His grace, His peace in our homes, and for even that for you right now, regardless of what you're going through as a parent, for those of you who have kids, we just pray for wisdom in that. But with all of that going on, with with everything that's going on in the world, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of noise. So I wanted to take a minute before I introduce our special guest for this podcast, And I just wanted to read this passage from David to us. It's so powerful, and it has so many good things, especially in this Passion Translation, which I love. This is Psalm 139. I just want to take a minute to to read this over you guys, just to give us all space to slow down, take a deep breath, calm down, and listen to what David wrote about God, um, just as a reminder to himself. And this is for all of us listening. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. 
and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I came, became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. God, I just ask for any leader listening right now that listened to your word that feels alone, that they would remember that you're with them no matter what they're facing, and that you would let them know and even give them a vision of a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering them on right now, no matter what they're facing and going through, and that we're all connected by you, Holy Spirit. What a gift you are to us. We pray that you would sustain us, that you would give us wisdom, you would give us provision for those who have lost jobs, for those who are making transitions in their ministry roles into other roles, would you help us all take a deep breath and know you're with us? Give us uh, wise counsel and surround us with people who will um, encourage us to press into you, to lean into you, to be with you, to sit with you, to rest with you, to listen to you for your guidance in this time and in this season. Thank you that you'll never leave us or forsake us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. We want that for you, leaders. And even if you're not a worship leader, you're a worship leader because you. we all worship. It's a big deal. Everything is of God. I love this verse. It says, everything uh, by, for from him, through him, and to him are all things. That's, that's everything. From him, through him, and to him are all things. So it's all going back to him, you guys, for his glory. And we get to be a part of it. Just be loved by him right now. Well, it's my honor and treat to introduce to you a friend and fellow Worship Circle mentor. We've had Meredith 
Andrew Suter on before, and I love her heart for Jesus. And guys, every time she shares in our community, just teaching, it's always so helpful to all of us. Um, it's deep, it's practical, but I just love what God is doing with Meredith, with her heart. She's a mom, she's a wife. She just uh, gets what it's like to walk with Jesus. Um, you know, from the platform, from the mundane of everyday life and just the joy of, and the, the hard thing of raising kids and just, and just doing family. It's, but it's all glorious. And she has a humility to her that I love. So I wanted to introduce Meredith and just thank her and, and thank you guys who are going to be listening. I want to encourage you to just dig in and listen to the wisdom and the encouragement that's coming from Meredith. She's just such a gift to our team. And it was my honor to sit down with her in her husband, Jacob Suter's studio in their studio in their backyard in Nashville. And quick side note, if you're listening to this and you want to go back and just watch it on our YouTube channel, you can do that because what's coming after this introduction that I do is the actual interview on video. And you can watch that and watch us on the screen if you'd prefer to do that. So go to Worship Circle YouTube channel and you can see that. But it's my joy and honor to introduce to you now our friend, sister, and co-Worship Circle mentor, Mrs. Meredith Andrews Suter. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Worship Circle podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend and sister and co-Worship Circle Leader Meredith Andrews Suter with me now. Thanks, Meredith, for being here. Thanks for having me. This is your second time on. Thanks for coming to my house. Uh, Oh, I know. This is amazing. (laughs) Here in the middle of summer. Yep. In the midst of COVID. Right. I I, I mean, when everybody I'm talking to, we hit hit on that briefly. We don't want to stay too long because we could probably be here for the entire... Right. But I mean, we can't live in (laughs) denial either. Yes. (laughs) The world is, you know... What's it been like for the Suter home? Oh man. And for you. Well, I mean it has we're what 3 months into this. Yeah. Um it's been a an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I think an adjustment for everyone and I think everybody's just had to kind of uh just recalibrate and go, "All right, how do we do this?" Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it new normal because I don't accept that. <laughs> but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I think um We've all just had to kind of gauge, all right, well, how do we navigate yeah. what this looks like and um, do what we need to do for our families? And what's so beautiful about it to me is like, um, I've gotten to know my neighbors like I'd yeah. never had before. You know, we'd see each other and we'd wave, but yeah. like I, my next door neighbors have been coming over every now and again, or That's there's awesome. a family down the street we've gotten to know and they've brought their little boy over to play, you know, just things like that, mm-hmm. that I think when we look for it, we can actually find so much beauty in this yeah. of what feels like everything coming to a screeching halt. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think just the different pace and rhythm we've all had to, again, kind of, um, recalibrate to, but when we just lean in and go, all right, let's find the good in this and let's pay attention to what God wants to say in the middle of this reset. Yeah, And I think he's saying a lot. So um, all in all, it's been good for us. It's been challenging. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there've been great days. There've been days where I'm like, I just want to go to bed and start over again yeah. tomorrow. So um, 
I think in reality, it's just, again, going like, Lord, what do you want to say to us in this? What are you doing in our family in this? Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for the extra time that I've had with my kids. And, um, you know, funny enough, now actually wanting to homeschool, you know, just because I've enjoyed having them around so much. Um, So we'll see. It's been good. So road life is just for everybody right. come to a screeching halt. Yep. So that whole idea is just on hold for everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, I have stuff on the calendar for September and October, yeah. but who's to say that that's actually going to mm-hmm. be reality? We'll just have to you, wait and see. You can see. go if you wear five masks at one time. Wow, gracious. I can't <laughs> sing one more. I can't even. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole other conversation, but I definitely can't sing in a mask. So yeah. we'll just have to see. Well, that's now. Let's back up a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I just am honored to be your friend and your brother. And it's crazy. I was thinking about this on the way over here because we're in Nashville and seeing some friends. And um, the first time I ever heard your music, a friend of mine, Matt Williams, was doing some stuff with our church, put the CD in. He goes, you got to hear Meredith. And uh, I heard heard you sing and what God was doing through you. And it was just, I was like, oh my gosh. And now... Fast forward to this worship circle thing, we're yeah. all connected in and it's like, it's just, I guess the body of Christ and fam, it, the family of Jesus is so fun, especially the older you get and the memories yeah. you have, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Right. Then I met you and Jacob in like the green room at Willow Creek one time. And yeah, that's right. Fast forward. Wow. It's just nuts how it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And maybe the older we get, you know, and as we get closer to seeing things as they truly are, it's just going to be for eternity like that, yeah. you know, more of friendship and family. And But just thank yeah. you. It's just crazy that you're part of the Worship Circle team. And thank you for all you've done before we get into the details of all well, of it. Well, I'm honored you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Worship Circle is probably my favorite thing that I get to do outside of my home because yeah. it feels so intentional and significant and like truly investing in people's lives, mm-hmm. not just showing up, leading worship for a night, yeah. having a couple five minute conversations right. and then leaving. This is more long-term and getting to know these girls and walking with them and Oh man, it's just been so life-giving for me. And I mean, I told you in January, I was about ready to quit everything else except for worship (laughs) circle. But uh, I said, thank you for asking me to be a part. I mean, because I felt very, and still do many times, still feel very like ill-equipped. Like, what do I have that they want to learn from me? But I think it's just sharing experiences and Mm -hmm. relating to one another and just having conversations about what we're going through and, asking God to inform all of that and give us his perspective and teach us how to love people well Mm. in in the place where he's called us. And it's just really beautiful to see all these girls that I've had the privilege of walking alongside doing just that. Yeah. I know you, you talk a lot in worship circle and just from the times you've taught with us about this idea of us all being in process. Yeah. And um, I think for the leaders watching you know, we're on we're on stage week in and week out. We're serving in a church, and with COVID, we're on video. But that's a little right. bit different. But we all are kind of wondering, you know, when is that moment for me going to be God? Like, do you see me? Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Is anybody else going to? You know, it's like when you're a kid and there's a game, and you're going, "Am I going to get picked?" And I just want you to talk a little bit about your journey in that, because I know. 
I was I was listening to some of your music just to refresh myself because you started like 13 or something years ago with your first project. And I'm listening to these songs and um, in that process and the themes of different albums and stuff for you. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there for you just to talk to some of the leaders listening who might say, you know, does God see me? Does my voice matter? Am I going to be chosen kind of thing? And how did, when you started out, what was your big, you know, your hope? And then yeah. we're, fast forward to now. And what, I mean, that's a lot. We could sit here all, that, all day. Sure. But what are some of the things that you remember and the things along the way that God's given you peace about? Right. You know? Um, well, even just thinking about the people who are in that spot of uh, just kind of going, God, do you see me? And God, will you use me? Yeah. I mean, that was always like growing up. I said that so many times to the Lord, like, God, I just want you to use me. I just want you to use my life. I just want to like, I want to honor you with whatever you've given me. Yeah. You know? And um, <laughs> I just, I know that, that place I know so well. Um, and I find myself in it over and over again, <laughs> yeah. different. It looks different. You know, it's maybe different levels or, or yeah. whatever, but I found myself there con- continually um, and I think God brings me back to that place because um, it it will look different often than what we think that it will. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I could go back to when I was <laughs> probably 12 and had started writing songs and recorded them on a tape deck and typed all, all the lyrics and sent them off to DC to the copyright office because yeah. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Did you the, the cassette and the envelope? Thing? Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm going to copyright my song. Yes. I mean, but I did send it to the copyright office yeah. and they sent it back with like a stamp on, you know, yeah. and I'm like, and then I hold that envelope with the stamp and I'm like, well, now what? You know? <laughs> it's yours. Um, right. <laughs> okay, great. You own the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then even listening to so much Christian music growing up and who were some of your influences? Oh man, Rebecca St. James, yeah. uh, Crystal Lewis, Point of Grace, Darlene Check, yeah. Matt Redman, Delirious, Rita Springer, yeah, um, all the Vineyard Worship people, yeah. Um, but I loved CCM and I loved worship. But yeah. I loved the worship that was. I mean, back in those days, it was very organic and mm-hmm. it was like a verse and a chorus a lot of times. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as structured as it is today, but I mean, I feel like maybe Darlene and Hillsong, they kind of paved yeah. that way a little bit. But um, I would geek out over all those records and read all the lyrics and who wrote the songs and who produced and who played drums and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and drafted a letter to send to a, a record label and never sent it and, you know, whatever. Um, but it's funny how God just brings those things back around. And I didn't know. Yeah, I went to, I've told the story so many times and it was, I think I did on the last podcast yeah. we did, but when I was 17, I went to a Rex St. James show and just felt so compelled by what she was doing. Like I felt like I was going to combust, you know, like, <laughs> um, and I was like, God, I want to do something like this. Why do I, I mean, I feel like I'm on fire right now. Mm. And um, just went down to the front, laid it down and said, God, I don't know what this is about, but if you want to use this gift on my life, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make this about me. And I don't want to do anything you haven't asked me to do. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And that night I felt like God said to me so clearly, Todd, Meredith, be faithful where I've placed you. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's just been the, that laid the foundation You're for learning. Emotional. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm getting so emotional. No, but it's, yeah. it's good because it, there's something there. Like it's, yeah. For, I mean, for I that, told this story probably a thousand times. No, but it's but, that's the wellspring from where this whole thing originated for you and God yeah. met you there. Yes. So it's, that's evidence that you're tender and. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and he always brings me back to that point. Yeah. Like I remember probably two years ago or so. Um, so when I was six years old, that was the first time I ever sang mm-hmm. in church and it was, I love you, Lord. Yeah which I, is very significant to me. Yeah. Just the simplicity of that song. It's uh-huh. just saying, Lord, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. That's the goal. Yep. Just to please you, nothing else. And then fast forward two years ago, it was probably like 35. And we just, I ended up going into, I love you, Lord, at the end of a song and a mm. worship set at church. And I could not make it through. I was like, <laughs> you know, when you're, you can't sing and cry at the same time, not like really cry. Yeah. So, or, uh, but it was just this, the sweetest moment. And I felt like God was saying, I'm just going to bring you back to that. That's yeah. where we started. That's, that's the heart that I gave you. And mm-hmm. that's what this is about, you know? And, um, so all that to say, just like the process, the journey, um, it's not, you know, we live in such an interesting world where all the, our highlights and accomplishments are displayed. Mm-hmm. But Jesus didn't live his life that way. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I just want to run away from social media and yeah. just feel like, I, I won't, how, how do I live like Jesus? Because yeah. the culture says one thing, the culture says hustle and, and the culture says, make it happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jesus says the complete opposite. So mm-hmm. um, he's, you know, he had 12 disciples and um, anyway, sorry, my five-year-old's about to walk in the door. I think she <laughs> I should. This is going to happen. No, this will be awesome. <laughs> yeah. She, she, this is probably the second podcast she's interrupted hey. on, that was on video. So, it's okay. But it turned out okay. Hey, Frankie. Hey, babe. How's it going? Guys, we're keeping this rolling because this is life and this is worship. Yeah, Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Yesterday we went on a little girl's trip to the makeup store and I let her pick out some lipstick. That's where her lips are. Oh, wow. (laughs) You look pretty. What do you say? Got a princess dress on. Thank you. Yeah. Are you all good? What is it? I know. I figured that would happen (laughs) at some point. Mom. Yes. Stuff on my toe. Well, I put I did put some lavender on your band aid. Well, it's making this come off. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Hey, do you what do you think about what do you think about worship? What does worship mean? Do you know? Yeah. Because I hear you singing sometimes and making up songs. <laughs> yeah. Do you make up your own songs, Frankie? Sometimes. Man, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with Mr. Todd and do this interview because there's a camera right there and we're trying to like <laughs> catch it on camera. You can't see it. You can't see it. <laughs> can you can you go back inside and just play for a little bit until we're done? Is that okay? 
Can you do that? Do you want to take a nap right here? No, I don't think you need to take a nap right here. <laughs> do you want to go turn on Peppa Pig? Ooh. You can go watch Peppa Pig so, for a little so, bit. <laughs> go t- your turn on Peppa Pig first, and then we'll see after this, okay? okay. All, All right. right. Tell Peppa I said hey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, Frankie. See you, Franks. Love you. Oh, my gosh. Real life. <laughs> totally. Keep it rolling. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, when we're talking about process, yeah. I mean, even for me, like as a mom, how much God has used my kids mm. to bring it back to like um, what really matters. And, <laughs> you know, I remember when I had my first son, um, Maverick. So he's almost 10. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Chicago. And we were working at a church. So we lived there. Yeah. He was probably eight or nine months old, and um, it was the day of the Dove Awards, and I had been nominated for two, Okay, but it was also the Wednesday before Easter, and when you work at a church, you don't go anywhere Easter no. week, <laughs> so I was like, sorry, guys, going to have to miss this one, you know, because yeah. we had rehearsal that night for Good Friday services. Oh, wow. So that day, I was kind of sad that yeah. I couldn't be there. Yeah, and I was uh, I put Maverick down for a nap, and I was sitting on the couch, and I was literally on YouTube watching all these female worship leaders do their thing and yeah. like weeping because I'm like, Jesus, am I ever gonna get you know? <laughs> yeah. And at that time, you know, I had put out probably two records with yeah. Word, and I was leading worship, and but felt like yeah, it was almost like an Isaac. Abraham Isaac moment mm-hmm. of God just saying, are you going to give this to me again? Mm-hmm. Because I tend to just take it back and be like, oh, I got it now. I got, I see this, how this is going. I'm uh. just going to run with it. Right. But that day it was almost like God was like, are you going to hand this to me? Or are you going to try to like yeah. make it what you think it should be? And so I had to get to the place where I just said, Lord, if you want me to lay it all down, mm-hmm. lead worship at a church and be a mom, like, that's a high calling and yeah. I can't ask for anything else. Yeah. And I mean, I was sobbing on my couch, just having this moment with God. Mm. And that was the day that I won two Dove Awards. And I just think it's really funny. <laughs> and you weren't even there? <laughs> I wasn't even there. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I, granted, I don't think I should have won those Dove Awards and that's not me being, that. it's a whole yeah. other thing. I, I think it was the Lord saying, like my friend called me, I'm feeding Maverick dinner before we go to rehearsal. Yeah. She's like, Mary, you just won a Dove Award. Like she's in the auditorium. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like how? It tied for Chris Tom- with Chris Tomlin, no you know, way. with for our God. And I'm like, no this way. Is, what universe is this? You know? Um, And then called me back five minutes later. You just want another one for. No way. Um, and the song, the song that one was How Great Is the Love, which we wrote with Paul, just another worship circle connection. Yeah. Jake and I wrote with Paul. But I always say when I tell that story, like I didn't, Dove Awards, eh, I could take them or leave them. Like I, I, I never signed up for this because I wanted that. But that day when I just came to this place of God, I lay it at your feet again. It was never mine anyways. Yeah. And he's like, yep, great. That's what, that's where we're at. That's what I 
wanted from you more than anything. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm not finished with you. And I'll give you two gold birds to prove it. <laughs> you two know? gold birds. <laughs> so it's pretty cool how God will just like meet you in that. When you think that you have to lay, when you lay it down, when you surrender it, yeah. when you lay down your ideas of and your ideals, and you just <laughs> go, God, I'm just going to put this on the altar because everything I have, you gave me anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to try to manipulate this or make it something that you didn't intend for it to be. And so here it is again. And then watch what he does, how he <laughs> multiplies it, how he yeah. brings it back around. And maybe not in a way that you anticipated, and maybe it is, but there's something to be said about just keeping that the posture of your heart as surrender and just open-handedness, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You know? I can remember going to relatives' homes when I was growing up because I was singing and playing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Todd, you, you're going to make it one day. and You need to go on Star Search. And like that, the older generation was like, Star Search. if you're going to be a musician, yeah. you got to be on TV. Right, you make. right. So I think even in starting to lead worship in college and stuff, there was this thing of, man, I got to make it. Mm-hmm. Like I got to prove to everybody mm-hmm. that I am somebody. And right. that this is, and look at, it's crazy because I lived with that, not to tell my story on your podcast, but no, I lived please. with that all the way up until like 40, still trying to go, well, I want to be an artist and write and right. do that thing. And God's like, Todd, you can write songs. I'm going to use some of the songs, but I've got another lane for you. And, you know, now we're six years into worship circle. We've mentored over 600 leaders. And I'm like, I wouldn't trade that for anything that I thought I wanted, you yeah. know? Yeah. And even with what with what you're saying, Meredith, it's like oftentimes for everybody watching, we have this idea of what we think right. is best for our life. And it really seems like it comes down to just the simplicity, but the also the hard part of following Jesus. Yeah. Like he's just saying, follow me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's not always going to be toward mm-hmm. the social media blow up and the, the big right. platform and the whole thing. Yeah. He never said, follow me and all your dreams will come true. Yeah. <laughs> He said, die to yourself. Well, and, but there's so yeah. much joy in that. Yeah. And every, it's funny because people, everybody that was close to him died. <laughs> like, exactly. The disciples. But they were, would, I mean, if you had a conversation with them, they would, they would be like, yeah. it was worth every yeah, I second. Trade a bit I of wouldn't it. trade it for anything. Yeah. And I, I just know, like, even with kind of having these, there's nothing wrong with having dreams or goals. Don't, mm-hmm. I believe that God actually births those and stirs those up in our hearts Um, and they're from him. But I think it's just being willing to continually keep that dream on the altar Mm -hmm. and let God shape it and mold it in the way that he wants to and shape and mold us. Because I've said this so many times and and I, I know other people say this as well, but like, the, I think the greatest tragedy would be that I realize all of my dreams and everything that I'd hoped for happens. And yet I'm not the person that God has intended for me to be, or it all comes crashing down because mm-hmm. I've not built a foundation mm-hmm. that's able to sustain any level of success, if you will. I mean, and it's the same as like what scripture says, like you can gain the whole world and lose your soul, forfeit your soul. Yeah, And that's the last thing I want to do. So I think it's like pulling back and going, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. What is it that you envision for 
my life because I want it to be about the kingdom. I mm. want it to be about um, your agenda, not mine. And when we allow God just to sanctify us and refine mm. us and um, just deepen us, send our roots down deeper into who he is yeah. so that we are anchored in the solid foundation of his word and his presence and his heart, what he's like, his nature. Because mm-hmm. when we get a glimpse of that, we're no longer seeing stars in our eyes, you know, in the realm of a, a, a physical human following, but we're now just like, God, how can I love people? How can I serve people? How can I please your heart? <laughs> you know, and like, man. As you're talking, I'm thinking about our team at Worship Circle. I'm literally the Holy Spirit put John's words in my mouth. He must increase, I must decrease. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm drawn to and I love about you, about Kim, about Paul, about there's these worship leaders who are amazing. God's anointed, touched, but they're all, as all of us and you guys continue to move on this journey it's just like jesus keeps getting bigger (laughs) Mm. the coaches there it's that's what we're looking for and that's what we're preaching and you're just echoing that thing it's like we're designed to decrease in his light yeah and for him to be everything yeah uh, but you know i i think that sometimes when people hear that they might attribute that to like, well, that's a bummer or that's like a negative thing. (laughs) But there, like, there's nothing more satisfying Mm -hmm. than living your life for something greater than yourself. And, and finding that lane where you just go, I'm just running as God has given me the, you know, as he just laid it out before me. And this is not about me. And there's, there's no greater joy. Yeah. And I want to live a life worthy of the calling that I received. And I think in that, I just, yeah. it, it's it's never about me, but yet I receive so much. It's, yeah. my, it's the greatest joy just to get to partner with God in the advancement of his kingdom, yeah. you know, on the earth. Well, part of it too, this, it's a good thing and it brings glory to God to encourage each other and to call out God in his mm-hmm. hand and in his fingerprint. And one of the things of God I see in you is the pipes that he gave you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I wanted to ask you like, where in the world did that come from? You're like, it's your parents and. I, I don't know. I mean, my mom sang growing yeah. up and I listened to her sing all the time. She yeah. has a, a beautiful voice. Sometimes I wonder, uh, my, my parents tell me that I had colic when I was a baby and I screamed <laughs> yeah. for the first like month of my life. So I don't know if I developed something <laughs> in yeah. those early days. Yeah. I've always projected, I've always been loud. You're a powerhouse. You know, but I try try not to scare people. I was scared of my own voice for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I was afraid to let it completely out until mm-hmm. I started working with a friend of mine, Diane Sheets. She's a vocal Sheetsy, coach and yeah. she's super sheetsy. <laughs> she's incredible. But um, and she's and she she pointed it out. She's like, I think you're afraid of your voice. She's like, not only your singing voice, but also the oh. things that God is unlocking wow, in you yeah. to, that he's revealed to you that you're supposed to yep. speak out about. And I was like, ah, maybe you're right. Okay. Oh, wow. I think you're right. But that was a, that was a massive, um, that marked me for sure. And huh. it changed the way that I sing and yeah. it changed the way that I, uh, I, you know, just not afraid to say things. I feel like God puts on well, my heart to say. So 
you lock in. I remember when we did the hymns project, we're all in that circle and you're like spot on, just locking in, laying it down. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. Thanks, Todd. I don't and know. I mean, everybody did their thing, yeah. but just you're, you're a gift. That's what I'll say. So let's talk about songwriting. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've written so many records, so many songs. And was that, was for you songwriting something that was a solo effort initially on some of your earlier records? And then you started co-writing yes. more as you went along. Yes. What, what was that like for you? So um, I had a record that I put out when I was 16. <laughs> that, Is it still out? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we get it, Mary? <laughs> My parents' attic. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, that was kind of my first compilation of yeah. songs. Um, and then I released a record uh, my senior year of college that was, I think, almost all uh, just solo writing, except for maybe one that was a co-write. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I released my first album on Word, uh, there were three songs on there that were just me, um, but I had started to co-write more. Okay. And once I started getting in the room with people that I could feed off of yeah. and just felt like I flowed really well with, I never looked back yeah. and I haven't written a song by myself. <laughs> You're like, this is the way to in, do it. Yes. And what? 15 years about 14 years maybe so i i just love the camaraderie the community yeah. the perspective the conversation um just feeding off one another i love that aspect of co-writing yeah and you know everyone has different experiences yet you can find common ground and mm-hmm. be able to relate and put that in a song and and kind of uh just compile all of your um what you're walking through and what God's showing you and, and, and just talk about that. And then here it is. What would you, what would you say to the writers who have begun writing or they've been writing for a while and it has been a solo thing? Mm -hmm. Cause I remember those days it's like, yeah, it's almost like there's pride and there's, I want to say I did all this by myself. What would you say is the step in the process and the who to take it to, like, right? Because that's right. scary. Like, it's yeah. a, you're literally letting somebody into your closet. Oh, it's and it's an intimate so place, vulnerable. and and, totally. and the wrong person, yeah, could just blow you out of the water, and you're wounded for life, and you're trauma, right? <laughs> like, for sure. I mean, uh, when I was writing by myself, I think it was mostly just because I didn't know the co-writing was a thing because okay. I was still living in Wilson, North Carolina. You know what I right. mean? So it was there was not there was very little access to that, or even. Uh, there was little awareness that that was even an yeah. option. Um, but I started taking, I remember one of the songs that I wrote by myself, I did take it to uh, Andy Rozier, who was yeah. the worship pastor. That, he was my boss. Hey, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so I took it to him because I had three parts. It was my song called Who Is Like You. Yeah. And I, just was like, I can't figure out what the verse chorus bridges. Does it need another part? Does it need another yeah. verse? Like what is what? And he just helped me just graciously sat down with me in the sanctuary on the grand piano yeah. and like listened and gave me his feedback. And wow. that's why the song is what, I mean, I should have given him writing credit, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I just had to figure out like a puzzle, how to put those pieces together. And I think, when you have someone that you can trust that has your best interest at heart, that loves you, knows you well and can speak into your life and you give them that 
access and just say, hey, be honest with me. I'm going to hold this loosely. It means a lot to me, but I want your honest feedback. How can I make this song the best that it can be instead of going, oh, this is my baby and I have to protect it because I I think it's always better when you just have other ears or feedback or, you know, people weighing in on how it can, uh, you know, say what it needs to say in a way that it needs to say it. Oh, this is like, I'm not even sure if this exists, but for the writer who's in a church on a worship team, they're starting to write some stuff that is like pretty decent and they want real, like they want somebody that really knows what they're doing. Is there a place, I'm just, we haven't even talked about this, but is there even a place where people can submit for honest feedback from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even know if maybe that exists. We, maybe we should start that with worship circle. Well, you yeah. just be like, Steve, can S- you uh, <laughs> give honest feedback? Honest feedback on these songs. You know, because it's, it's, it is that thing where it can, it, it can like a, a slight change right. and a slight angle that you didn't see can open up a box. It's just like a whole new world. For sure. It makes a song something it never would have been. For sure. Uh, the only thing that I can think of that exists that I've experienced is just like worship conferences where you have yeah, a songwriting yeah, track as a workshop and you go and you're able to uh, submit your song and you listen to it in the room. And, but you know, maybe there needs to be like an actual forum or some one, some, a group of people. We're ideating say, on the podcast. Yeah. We'll well, here we are. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that. So like uh, looking back on some of your songs that had the most stickiness to them, which, which what are, what are your kind of, the mo- the most I know they're all babies, but do you have a couple, three that just kind of man that were sticky or that like, no that like were closest to your heart to almost heart. Uh-huh. like uh-huh. and it may not even be the ones that mm-hmm. most people would know, but what yeah. what are those? Yeah, oh man. Um, uh, the songs that were on my last project were all Faith and Wonder. Really, by the way, Faith and Wonder was probably. Yeah, go ahead. Which there'll be a link for that. Okay. <laughs> Below in the description, we're linking to Meredith's website and to Faith and Wonder. Yeah, Faith and Wonder. For the project was called Faith and Wonder, but the song Faith and Wonder, I don't know. It's just meant a lot to me. It's, yeah. Um, even in this climate of mm-hmm. just going like there's so much. Sometimes we complicate things. Yeah. I tend to complicate things. Yeah. But if I just come back to the simple truth of the fact that there's so much power in the name of Jesus alone, Mm -hmm. and that when I don't have the words to say or sing or pray (laughs) or articulate, I can just say, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. And the power Mm. in that name. uh, And I think like with faith and wonder, I mean, that is just what it's about. Mm-hmm. And the um, desire to live my life walking by faith, and my eyes open and wonder to who God is and all mm-hmm. He's and and the way that He works all around us. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, that's special to me. But uh, gracious, <laughs> there were a lot of songs on the deeper project that, um, yeah, that were very personal. Yeah. 
because that record came out of a lot of brokenness and heartache and mm. wrestling and yeah. uh, in, in our marriage and my family, we had moved to Chicago, from Chicago to Nashville. There was just so much happening and mm-hmm. those songs are very raw and honest. Um, one of them, uh, uh, one of them is called Hands That Are Holding Me. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's always been a special song to me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go further back to um, the the project, it's called Worth It All, that had Open Up the Heavens and Not for a Moment yep. and Strong God. Um, there was a song on there. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, called The Gospel Changes Everything. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I, it's kind of, sometimes <laughs> it's just the simple ones yeah. that say the most. It's that like, they're profound and yet simplistic at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite songs I've ever written with Jacob and my friend Mia and our friend Andrew, who is the worship pastor at the belonging where's yeah. the, the church where we are now uh, is called have to have. And yeah. I think if I had to sing one song the rest of my life, it would be that That's awesome. it just says, I have to have your presence. I have to know the sound of your voice mm. and that's it. That's it for me. The end all be all. So good. So. I love strong God. Yeah. I think I told you that when I first met you, but there are other great songs. I just, I heard you sing it. And then one of the girls in worship circle mm-hmm. submitted her like video one week. That's cool. And she was leading strong God. Yeah. And I was like, man, that sounds so good. Can anyway. I tell you a funny story about that song? What? So that was John Egan's idea, the title strong God. And we yeah. wrote it together, but, uh, it took me a while to get past, I don't know if you remember Homestar Runner, but there was a character in Homestar Runner called Strong Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't get past it. For, I'm like, Strong God, Strong Bad, I need to like disengage. But anyway, I got over it. But hey. that was all I could think of <laughs> when we were writing bad. this song. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Hey, which is there. awful. Just something silly that I was quasi exposed to in college. And I'm like, I cannot get this out of my head. But there you go. At Worship Circle, we talk about our purpose being that leaders know they're loved and not alone. Yeah. What does that phrase mean to you? Um, being, wow, man, isn't there so much in that? Because I think everyone is, everyone receives love differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, okay, let's, for example, go back to quarantine. So so much of what I felt like I contributed to like society was when I would go out on the road and get to minister to people yeah. and sing over them and say, let's go in the presence of God together. Yeah. And there's been none of that. And it was definitely a struggle for me yeah. of kind of, not just identity, but more so purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to do something that matters yep. for the kingdom of God. And um, I remember Jacob just saying to me, like, God's not going to love you less just because you're like, you know, <laughs> not leading worship. I'm like, it's not about love for me. Yeah. It's about like my life being worth something. And so- wow. I, I think yeah. I, I've struggled with that, but I think just knowing that God sees me 
in that place. He goes, I see you. And I know that about you because I put it there. Yeah. And so you can trust that (laughs) your life still matters to me. Yeah. And it still has value to me. Even when you're not able to lead worship or do ministry like you're used to doing, like your life is still valuable. Mm. And I don't know if that resonates with anybody else, but even just knowing that you're seen and you're known and you're understood Mm -hmm. by a perfect father Mm -hmm. and there is zero judgment and there is zero disappointment. Yeah. That's what it means. (laughs) I, I am constantly seen and the way that the father looks at me, the way that the father looks at his kids is Mm -hmm. always with affection and delight. Mm -hmm. It's never disappointment or, Oh, you should have. Yeah. It's never shame. And you know, one of the things that's even helped me remind myself of the nature of God and the, that, that reality that that, that's how he sees us is watching the chosen. Yeah. Yeah. The, about the life yes. of Jesus, my um, Dallas Jenkins, who directed and wrote the script, yeah. he was a friend of ours from Chicago. No and way! So we've watched it. My kids have watched it, and we love it. Yeah. And like the last episode, they've only got eight episodes so far. The last episode, Frankie was in my lap. She just looks up at me after watching this interaction with Jesus, and I and and it was like a direct one on one. I can't remember who it was, whether it was Matthew or Nicodemus or somebody. Um, she just looks up at me and she goes, mom, I want to see Jesus. And I was like, I do too. Because <laughs> yeah. when you understand his His nature, what he's yeah. like and the way that he loves and the way that he sees you mm-hmm. and he doesn't compare you to anyone else and he doesn't wish you were like this or so-and-so, he mm-hmm. loves the individual that you are. And there's so much hope in that. There's yeah. so much like, it takes all the pressure off. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I haven't finished The Chosen, but I'm on my way. Because yeah. I, I think I saw one of the, the second episode was where it kind of turned a corner. I was like, I'm uh, in. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Something. When Jesus like fully yeah. comes on the scene, I, all I want to do is like see more miracles and yeah. how he interacts with people. That's like, I can't and get And the way they wrote it. that and the way they portray it is just yeah. so fresh. Yeah. And yeah. It's awesome. It is. All right, we talked briefly about Worship Circle at the top, but just you've been leading these girls for a few years now, small group. What would you say to any women watching that lead worship, any women and leaders? Like what, like what's it? What would you um, say just about the journey you've been on with that and what you've seen God do in the lives of these women? Just mm-hmm. being able to connect mm-hmm. and take their masks mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I would just say that like having the opportunity to get to know um, so many women who are, I mean, they're in the trenches. A lot of them are single. A lot of them are just, you know, starting out and they're working at churches. Some, many of them are married and or have kids and they're navigating family and ministry. And it has been the joy of my life just to hear their stories and to get to know them and to see what God is doing in them. And I mean, the the truth is I've never heard virtually any of them sing because it's not even about that. It's like, we have this, 
we have this community and this family. It's just like, this is our sisterhood. It's like yeah. the worship circle sisterhood, you know? Yeah. I mean, those, you have the guys and stuff, but I'm just saying from my perspective, like it's so tight knit. Yeah. And especially when we get to actually meet in person at rest. Yeah. Oh man, there's nothing better. <laughs> like this past rest retreat, I just fell in love with my girls all over again, just getting yeah. to have dinner with them and hang out with them and, see them in person. It's like, wow, you're taller than I thought you were. <laughs> but uh, it's incredible. Um, I, It's such an honor. And I, I just love how God knits our hearts together mm-hmm. so quickly mm-hmm. so that we can encourage one another and spur one another on and yeah. challenge one another and pray for one another. And yeah. it's, it's so incredible. Well, thank you for your yes to... God in this yeah, in this season, and, for sure. Um, it's nuts because we like literally your girls are keeping in touch with each other. Yep, they are, and uh, it's crazy. It's just the kingdoms coming together. That's and right. So thank you for that and for rush retreat, and we're hoping to have rush retreat. Yes, <laughs> like, in Jesus' we're, name. We're going to put the name down. I yep. mean, the date down, and um, hopefully we'll get there. But you guys stay tuned for that. And um, Summit coming up, we always have a summit twice a year online. So pay attention to that. You can sign up at worshipcircle.com forward slash summit to check that out. But uh, on behalf of Meredith and myself, thank you guys for watching and for tuning into this podcast. And we love all of you listening. And we do want you to remember that God sees you and that he has not left you in the midst of even what seems like the most crazy suffering you might be in right now. And he actually uses those seasons that are hard to uh, produce um, endurance and produce character, and that produces hope. And there's no other way he uses it. There's no shortcut. So we would say as your brother and sister, hang in there. God sees you. You're loved and not alone. We're with you. And there's a honking whole lot of people you can't see (laughs) who have gone before you who are cheering you on. So don't give up. So good. And we love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Circle Podcast. As always, we want to remind you that you are loved, that you are not alone. And when you lead, when you walk with Jesus, we stand with you as an army of worship leaders that's growing around the world to bring hope to people who need hope and healing to people who need healing. We hope you join us next time. And until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at at Worship Circle and share this podcast and the information about it with any leader you know so that they can become part of this growing tribe of leaders on the earth.